put it on a shirt, turn it to a show Just to show this ain't a joke, I'm never gonna choke When I'm tying up the rope, so here we fucking go It's time to get real gas, it's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast, it's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast, it's finally here at last Doom and gloom podcast, it's finally here at last The doom and gloom podcast Uh, hello, welcome, this is gonna be, well, it's my first Instagram live uh, It's gonna be episode 29 of the doom and gloom podcast just got to invite Aaron, and there he is. Hey, dude. How's it going? Good, mate. Very good. How are you? Good. I'm glad I didn't wear the same t-shirt. I almost wore that. <laughs> mate, I was like, I don't know which one to wear. Like, yeah, there's so many to choose from. So. Yeah. Definitely. Oh. I was like, I'm going to wear the new Meow t-shirt and then switch it for my, uh, my surname is Rainer. And I've got a brand oh, okay. Slayer Rainer. Oh wow, that is sick! So, yeah, oh, man. I don't know if you can see the back. The, uh, oh wow! Yeah, thought I'd wear that instead. <laughs> That's good. Looks good. <laughs> um, yeah. So, if you could do the same as what I get all guests to do, kind of introduce yourself, because I only know you as Aaron. Oh my days, and that's pretty much all I know about you. So. Yeah, um, okay, so uh, hi everybody, uh, uh, I'm Aaron, I'm 28-ish, I'd say, um, like, I've been a, can't, let's say, a coffee roaster for about two two years-ish, um, and yeah, I just do like streetwear fashion modelling stuff, um, been doing for about, so it's say pretty much the same time really, about like two, two and a half years, um, and yeah, I just... I like doing my thing, really. Like that's that's the best way I could uh, put it yeah. into words, really. <laughs> I love it. There's nothing like more unsettling than getting a guest on and being like, "So, introduce yourself," and you're like, "Uh." <laughs> I'm just like, mm, "What am I supposed to say?" Like, I just yeah, it's happened before. Like when I've had like chats with people, like, "Well, introduce yourself." I'm like, "Well, I'm just a, I'm just a normal average Joe, really." Like, I just I like to do what I do when I flourish in it let's say um and i just enjoy what i do like i don't i don't just do something for the sake of it or for some form of like let's say like clout or popularity like i just love doing it because it makes sense to me really like i i've always been into like like especially like the coffee industry and stuff like that i've always been in that like i've worked for horrible awful second wave chains like costa and all your places like that and when you really delve into like to really really delve into speciality coffee and not just what a, a giant tax avoid uh, evasioning brand tells you about coffee when you actually like really delve into the nitty-gritty of stuff and what actually happens behind that cup that you're drinking that's what makes sense and then that's that's the passion that i get from that because i'm like i want to do better for myself the community around me the farmers at the other side of the world that we talk to and we get their coffee from and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm very like, passionate about like, I'm gonna do, I need to do something with passion, like not to, to, to get by trying to do something like at least do something with feeling like sort of thing. That makes sense. So you're like fully involved with all aspects of the co- coffee uh, industry now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, we we did at one point we were maybe like for about three months. Um, I used to roast Ollie Sykes's coffee from Temple of Fun. Like oh, we, okay. we 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 took their 
like bar on um, and then apparently something happened with their old supplier so they had to all go back to them so like yeah every aspect of it from like so I became like head roaster about six months ago so now it's my job to basically go out and find families and farms and source coffees from across the tropics belt basically where coffee grows um and yeah, it is a lot of work. It like cause you, you've got to really you got you got to develop that relationship. You've got to basically just try their stuff, and then you have to just be honest and just be like, "Look, your work, your coffee does need work, or it doesn't." Or we'll be like, "Yep, yeah, we love this. It's exactly what we want on our menu. Like what we want to offer to customers. Let's do it." Sort of thing. Um, and yeah, like so. We do from like training, sourcing, I do roasting. Uh, we do like events, like little like food festivals and stuff. Uh, we've just opened a coffee shop um, in the city centre as well. Um, but we're, we're one of the only, probably one of the only coffee shops that you can go in and you can choose one of 10 coffees in your coffee. Like it's not just rock up and go, can I get a flat white? Can I get a latte? It's cool. Can I get a flat white? All right. Which coffee do you want? Like you can, you can have anything from across the globe here. And then we just, we just bought a, an eyebreak. So that's like, you know, the sand pits where you cook like Turkish coffee and sort of thing. Okay. It's like an, Oh, if you wait there, I think I've got one. Okay. <laughs> any questions you can obviously leave them uh, and we'll try and respond to them yeah so Aaron actually sent me this coffee as well as you can read it uh, from Fraser's which is where he works uh, and it is Peru Tunky yep that's the one yeah single origin flavours of nuts chocolate and lime how are you finding it are you having a, are you having a brew yeah, I got one now. So I got one here, and then I got the uh, the remainder in a flask ready to top up. Good lad, good lad. I'm on a, a Chemex at the moment, which is a pretty tasty. But yeah, this is it. One of these. Oh, I have seen that thing. Before. Yeah, yeah. So you just put like the finest ground coffee you can get, even finer than like an espresso ground or anything like that. Dunk it in. You put it in hot sand with water and like cardamom and like cinnamon and stuff like that, and then you just basically. Wait till it bubbles and boils, take it off the sand, back on the sand, wait till it bubbles, take it off the sand, do the same thing three times, and then you just pour it, but you've got to do it really high to stop. You've got to basically keep as much of the grounds as you can in the bottom. Um, but, yeah, they're fun. Weird, weird, weird ways of brewing coffee, dating back from, I don't know, a long time ago. <laughs> See, I think it's one of those things that you don't realise how like much there is involved in the, the, like, the coffee roasting until you talk to people and, th and then I agree. Crazy. the amount of things that you can do and differences and like temperature and, and and all that kind of stuff is just absolutely crazy are you like exactly. involved in, and you love all that aspect of it or oh absolutely like hey if i could take my camera i could take my camera with you like my kitchen is literally a coffee shop like i i try and i really try to try and brew with everything like, because obviously my job is to make sure that our coffee tastes the same. It gets to you consistently 
tastes exactly the same. I have got to basically drink a lot of it at home to make sure that I'm doing my job right. Um, because we, we, we've had it once or twice where Christmas were like this, this kind of tastes slightly off compared to normal. So we just go back to our like roast profiles of that batch and we're just like, what went wrong? Did anything go wrong? Or we just like cup it. So like cupping would be like we it's like really coarse ground coffee in a cup and you basically just skim the top off and you you might have seen it before, um, like people like slurping, like they just go like like on spoons. That's basically what we do to like test that everything's going out the door the same every time. Um, and I love it. Like there's there's always something different to do every day. And like obviously considering it's like summer as well, like we've started a, um, our like we call it cold brew season where we start like canning a lot of cold brew. So we do cold brew with the coffee that you're drinking. Um, so like when you drink it, it tastes really like chocolatey, really smooth. Like, yeah, it's it's cold brew season at the moment. So it gets a bit messy because we've got to brew it and then all the mess that comes after it of like used grounds using a, a spade to dump it in the bin and stuff like that. And yeah. <laughs> So is there a lot of training involved or is it like, do you, have you just learned everything on the job with it? Or are there like courses and stuff? Everything on the job. Like, um, well, I was a, was a barista for a good four or five years. Um, and I just fell, it's the same with modeling. Like I just fell into the job. Um, I was just working in a coffee shop. Um, and I met, well, Fraser supplied that coffee shop. Um, and I met him we got chit-chatting um, and he just he just said, oh, I'm looking to put together maybe a team because this was just him on his own. Like he, he'd, he'd just been racing coffee for four years on his own. It was his business of his own. Um, and we just met each other in a coffee shop. And he was like, I want to put together a team. And I was like, mate, I would love to get into the next stage of the coffee industry. Like I would love to roast coffee. I'd love to understand the sciences and things about it. And then weirdly enough, a week later, the coffee shop, for want of a better word, the coffee shop blew up. Like I woke up to a message in the morning going, what happened last night? I was like, well, I locked up the cafe and I went home and they went, well, the coffee shop's not there anymore. I was like, (laughs) what? Apparently it was some kind of malfunction or something within the appliances within the coffee shop and it just caused something I don't know. Um, But weirdly enough, I had Fraser's, Coffee, Fraser's phone number in my pocket at the time. I was like, I have no job. I don't know what to do. Like, yeah, what am I going to do? Sir? Exactly. I was like, mate, he didn't answer his phone and then he rung me back and went, mate, I'm sorry I missed your call. Um, I was just going to drop your guys' coffee off and I realised the coffee shop isn't there. <laughs> like, He was like, is this why you're ringing me? I was like, yeah, I need a job. Like, I need, I need a job. Like, I'm freaking out. I've, I don't know what to do. And he goes, fortunately, mate, there's not really much money there. Like, I, I can't offer you a job. So I volunteered, like, for a good three months, learning the business, basically. Um, I was just basically a like a production supervisor, like, packing bags. Like, cause at the beginning, when I first came on, we hand-printed everything. Like, we had little like ink and stamps and like I had a bad wrist like having to do hundreds of bags like bam 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 and like having to press and like it was mental um and then four years later like I've just 
just learn everything about the business itself. And now I roast the coffee and now like obviously Fraser does his like networking his bits and bobs. He's like, he's opened, he's opened his coffee shop. We're looking at maybe moving because our roastery is just without, we outgrow our roastery so fast. Like we've been there two years and within the first six months of moving to this new site, we're like, we haven't really got much room. Like we really don't have much room left. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just, it's crazy. Like how, how much there is in the coffee world when you really delve into the rabbit hole of it and things you didn't even realize, like there's a, a coffee we use and that, that family have just started experimenting with um carbonic maceration processed coffee where it's basically it's, it's so you you've got your coffee seed but then there's the actual fruit that the coffee seed is in so it's called cascara that is fermented in giant vats to get like a funky sort of almost whiny alcoholic-y taste the bean so then when yeah. you process that all off and then you you send the like the green coffee to us it's got this crazy, natural, weird, wonderful flavor thing going on. Like the Ugandan coffee that we source, like uh, I won a great taste award for that. That it takes, as soon as you open the bag and you start brewing it, it smells and just tastes like strawberry jam. Like that, as soon as you open that bag, I was going to send you that one, but I was like, we've just got Peru back in and I'd love to just like suck this one. Like, cause this one would be so much cooler to talk about. Cause it was like our first, directly traded coffee that we'd ever sourced about seven years ago and like that was like it's a big thing like now direct trade is, is a big big thing mm. uh, uh yeah it's it's, it's it's what's more recognized now than like your other bodies of fair trade let's say see i i'd never even thought about that side of it that like these small coffee shops have to get a coffee from somewhere they can't just like that I go on the web and order. I mean, I guess they could just go on the web and order it, but like, yeah, what you're doing is a lot better. Isn't it? Going to the community, seeing people, talking to them, and getting their like inputs and well, I guess life stories and seeing if you want to stock their their coffee. Yeah, it's awesome. yeah ex exactly that. It's like a the reason why I've, I love doing this so much is it's not about me. No, it's the same with modeling. Like, it's not about me. Like, I know how hard it is. As in, it, working in independent to get yourself there you go pokey steve <laughs> um oh, lost train of thought there um oh no i've gone blank i've gone blank <laughs> oh. oh no i've gone blank um so yeah sorry so yeah it's the same so, uh, sorry i've completely lost myself right. there right it's the same, same as modeler like it's not about me like i do what i want to do for other people like i i care more about the end consumer and who we get it from i'm just the middleman to provide that product to you like to your door or to, to a coffee shop or whatever that's what gives me like the more like the more passion about anything that i do in life it's not about me like and it, and i i like that because 
like like coming back to like the Ugandan coffee, every kilo that we sell of that, 40p of that goes back to the farm and then that goes towards building schools. Like, uh, and I couldn't think of anything better. Like, it costs, I think from memory, it costs like 40,000 Ugandan shillings to send your child to one term of school and then there's four terms within their school year and that equates to eight pounds. But eight pounds, we would think, oh, get get women some food with that but that's their that's so expensive for them yeah, and knowing right. that, I, apparently I, I think we believe we're on about two thousand pounds at the moment we've sent over i think like don't quote me if i'm wrong but it's just so exciting like that we i mean I, i'm living in sheffield in the uk and in uganda i have helped build a school like not me but like that just the 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 feeling of you you've helped do something whether you're not got your name on it you're not got your face to it i don't care like the fact that i've been able to do that is more than enough and yeah and the same with like receiving it on the other end we want to make sure people can access good affordable coffee like because apparently well what we, we we'd heard was through through like lockdown and stuff people really well they couldn't go out so they wanted to drink better coffee at home and that's when we started to really boom like on the online side of things yeah because we were just like we thought we'd have no work or anything we're like what we're gonna do we're gonna have to close but no like everybody really started delving into better tasting coffee and good higher grade speciality um and that's what i i love that that people are really trying to instead of just walking into a coffee shop it's like no actually i want to drink that good stuff at home and knowing that we can offer that at a really affordable rate, like our most expensive coffee is like, I think eight pounds now. Uh, but that's only because we, we absorbed the cost of our coffee for a good year. We didn't realize that we were, because the cost of coffee has skyrocketed. Like yeah. what we normally pay for a sack is pretty much doubled in the mm-hmm. co- like, course of the year. So we were absorbing that cost. We didn't realize how much, like we were literally passing on to the consumer. We didn't even, we didn't up our prices for the eight years that we were heat, like we've been going. And then we had to buy like a pound. And like our most expensive coffee, it's about eight pounds. But there's all these it, like high end independent roasters like ourselves, but they'll put 14 pound price tag on that same bag of coffee. And it's like, we know how much you get it for green. Like, so why, why? Is it is it a money thing for you? Or well, I guess you'd hope that they're sending more money back, right? If they're charging more yeah, money for it, then exactly. And it's like, no, like we we want to offer good, affordable coffee, good, high grade, specialty coffee at an affordable price. Like, I couldn't think of anything better on the consumer's end. Like, we give above market price to the farmers we buy from, and we charge a very reasonable price for a bag of coffee as well like on the on the consumer's end and that's what i love that it's not it's not a, it's not a cash grab it's not a money game it's we all work together we all work together and love each other to create a product that we can all enjoy together and not to say with modeling uh, it's very it's only unless like a company asks me my rates that i just shoot the products like i'm more happy wearing the products my day to day and not making anything from it like there's been like a couple of brands that have, they've asked me how much I charge. So that's how much I charge. But 
I'm more of a basis of we all work together to create an end goal. Like all these brands fighting against each other or just trying to get better one up each other. It's like, no, why don't we just all work together and we all get a piece of the pie at the end. Like I, I prefer to work regularly with brands such as yourself and like have that relationship that people can just come to me and go, dude, new tea, shoot it for us. We need some content for the socials. Not a problem. Like more than happy to do that. And that makes me feel better because I get like my modeling sort of thing out there, but it provides brands with nice content that they can use without going, oh shit, I've had to spend two grand on these photos sort of thing. It's like, no, I'm happy to just work with whoever supports me. That's more than enough for me. Like yeah. knowing that somebody's supporting and believes in what I do. I want to return that like, cool. Happy to work with you because you believe in what I do and I love your stuff. So yeah. Okay. Like, sorry. I've been, I've been waffling for a while there. <laughs> I, I can definitely feel that from like a brand point of view. Cause I've been saying it for ages that like, we're all essentially our peers. We're not against each I know we are against each other, but like we're peers. So we should be helping and talking and chatting and stuff. And it's got so bad recently. I think in the last year, I've seen about eight brands maybe that have closed. We've got, yeah, yeah, same. And like, I've seriously been thinking about it as well. Like, it's it's a horrible place where you're like, what do I do? Because Instagram's not it. Like, TikTok's good, but if you can get behind it, but you have to like tell the stories on TikTok. And that's yeah, what, that's what that's what I found. Like, Instagram used to be perfect because you could do your full time job, take a photo of something, post it online, people would see it. Whereas now you do a full-time job, I get home and I don't really want to do like get behind the camera, do a weird like story thing for TikTok and post it and then get like no views or whatever. You're like, oh, I don't know where we're going. Like, so definitely yeah. help people like you that you can see where you're re you really love like the fashion, the modeling side of it. Like that really helps. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have my, well, I wouldn't say I have my days. It's like once, twice a week, I'm like close to giving up because I'm just like, I don't know i just have moments all the time where because i really struggle like with like my my brain and whatnot like i really like well, i have a good day but then i have a bad days and i'm just like these photos it's not the photographer's fault or anything i'm just like i feel like i don't i've lost it like i'm not you know what i'll just pack it up and give it give up but look i've got like people like michael and stuff like that that are so supportive and like bring me up just like mate don't don't like look at where you've got like and this whole engagement thing on like socials I, yeah. I felt like i've been shadow banned for the past like five years and then all of a sudden this past like let's say two months no it was when i started the 3k giveaway as soon as that started all of a sudden my insights have just blown up and i don't i don't understand like i'm like so i've never had any i never had more than 100 likes on it look even 100 likes on a photo like barely anything and now i'm just opening up instagram every day and i'm like where's all these likes coming from where are these followers coming from like and i mean it's, it's an amazing feeling i'm like, I'm like wow but i'm just like how because i'm not doing anything different like i'm just posting stuff i try and uh, i try and do a thing now where it's like post real post of one outfit every every three days like so you there's a bit more variety to it than just photo 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 of the same t-shirt like i like things to look aesthetically pleasing on my profile but I don't know where all this traction's coming from. And I mean, I love it because then that helps with brands as well. Like, mm -hmm. again, it's not about me. Like, people see my stuff and things are getting out there. That's good for the brand that I'm wearing because then that gets 
sales for the brand that I'm, I'm shooting for. And I like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not a collider tea, dude. It's a doom and gloom t-shirt, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've read some questions down. Let me see. Uh, yeah, what's the best thing? What, what what is it that you absolutely love about working at a coffee shop? Because like you said before, you worked in like the like Starbucks type ones, and you didn't really like it. But like, what do you love now? What's what's kind of the best thing? So, luckily, I don't actually work in the coffee shop that we have. It's like basically we are under two railway arches. Uh, like one of our blends is called Freightline Blend. Um, and that's because when we move to this race stream, it's got the the train line above our head is where the the biggest like freight line, like where all the steel and stuff like that goes to the other end of Sheffield that goes over our heads. So we like made that. Um, and it's just so different, like in the most black and white of why I love it so much. If I take out the aspect of coffee, the ethos and ethics of what we do, the main thing I love it so much as well is I have a giant speaker. I get to roast coffee, blast out as loud as fuck heavy music all day. I get to vape and drink coffee all day. Like that is the, 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 the most black and white. I, I just, I get, I get to, I get the freedom to do my job and I can do what I want whilst I'm doing my job. And, and I love that. Like I'm not like have anyone on my back and, mm. Having it because that's what I'm used to as well. This is where I've got. I feel like I've been so sort of like damaged in work. Is like past employers. If don't know whether you want to call it taking advantage, but taking advantage of my mental health and treated me so bad that I'm always anxious working in a job that I'm not doing well. Um, so this, I think, is why I've stuck at this so long. Is I've got such support from like Fraser, and I, I'm trusted to do my job. Like, and that's, again, it's like a passion thing. Like, I'm trusted that I know what I'm doing, that I don't have to, like, almost, like, answer to somebody. Well, I do have to answer somebody, but I'm not, I've just got that freedom to do me and do my job and do what I'm good at instead of just the, the paranoia and anxiety of, am I doing this wrong? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm actually confident and comfortable in what I do, and I absolutely love it. Like, I really love I suppose, it. Other than money, that's, like, the most important thing in a job, isn't it? Like, yeah, money... Like, do I enjoy I mean, it? Like, they're the two things. Yeah, like, of course, money's an important factor, but money... Material things aren't... Money's just a materialistic thing. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I mean, just I do... I, I do it, yeah, as long as I've got enough to get by and I can still do what I want to do, like, then I'm happy. Like I bet I bet a penny made barely made a penny off modelling like in two years like and I'm okay with that because I just get to work with people, like, and that that's all that matters to me. But yeah, I I, I love it. The job, awesome. the job, and the modelling is great. <laughs> with the uh, award winning, I know you said you got one award for what was it? Finding one of the roast four. Yeah. So what's the other three then? So we have four coffees on our menu that won a great taste award. Uh, we've got um, the Ugandan one, the, the really strawberry, 
even though the great taste judges said that it tasted like apricots, blueberries and strawberries. Um, and I was like, that's the like tang that I couldn't pinpoint what flavor that mm. was. And it was like, Oh, it's apricots. Um, the freight line blend. So 50, 50, it's a 50, 50 split of the Ugandan and the Peruvian that you're drinking, uh, that got an award for, um, the, we have a, a blend called full Monty espresso blend. So it's like an espresso based blend. Um, that one, a, a one star as well. And then they've got, we've got my favorite coffee, which is a Brazilian, um, and that, that one, a one star as well. And that tastes like, like sweet. it tastes like you put sugar in your coffee, but you haven't, it's just a natural sweetness. So it tastes like, like, like brown sugar, very nutty, like almost like a Snickers bar, um, sort of thing. Um, and that is my favorite one by far. And the ethos behind that one is amazing. Like we, we get that one from, um, where is it? I think it's in Franca in Brazil. And uh, Callum, who's, it's his family we get that coffee from. He is the most, if you want to meet an eccentric, happy guy, he's the guy to talk to. Like, he bounces off the wall. He's, his positivity is what makes, like, I want that. Like, I want my positivity to shine like he does. Um, and he's got a waistcoat that he made out of his family's coffee sack. So, like, wherever, wherever he goes, he's wearing this, like, waistcoat with his family's, like, sack on the back. Yeah so lovely and bouncy but yeah we just i'd only been roasting coffee for about a month um and like the boss man was just like right we're entering four coffees well then we entered six coffees in total um and he was just like right roast the coffee and we'll get it sent and i'm like but mate i've only been roasting for a month like i want you to do it because you're gonna need to win you need we need to make sure we win something and he was like nope you do it I was like, okay, all right, no, no pressure or anything. Um, so we sent them, and then about like four months later, it was like, so they've been announced. And then uh, my boss texted me like, you got four, mate. You got four out of the six. And I was like, Damn. wow, like I've been roasting for a month, and I don't even know if I'm doing it right. <laughs> I've just, just got four great taste awards. So, yes, like at least I know I'm doing something right. So it was it was a bit a bit of a shocker that like just it's just like whoa well we've, we've just won some awards for some coffee yeah <laughs> um, that strawberry one and then the Snickers one they sound amazing I might actually have to um, pick them up you have to remind me what they're called after like send me a message yeah. and buy them is they sound brilliant well well I can announce this probably right now we're probably going to be doing a flash sale on Monday so mate everyone watching flash sale Monday. Like, yeah, can we get some cheap coffee? But yeah, I'll send you the links over. And um, mate, they're just out of this world. Like, I can't. <laughs> I, just, I love coffee too much. I, I don't know what it is. I remember. I always think back before I even worked in the industry. There's a photo of me in Burger King, like at super o'clock in the morning, going to college, and I'm wearing one of those cardboard crowns from Burger King, holding a cup of coffee, and the caption's like "King of Coffee." And then here we are, like ten years later. And I literally live in the industry. So I think it was, it's meant to be like, as soon as I started drinking coffee, I think it was, it was meant to be that that's what I'm going to end up doing. Definitely. See, I love coffee, but I just feel like I'm too lazy to, to like properly brew it all the time. <laughs> so like... Yeah. Like there are moments I wake up in the morning going, Oh, I haven't got time. I don't have time. I'll just have to go to Greg's when I get into town and stuff like that. And just, uh, ugh. 
just sucks because I don't like Greg's coffee at all. But it's because they do the meal deals. It's like, well, I might as well get a coffee for like 50p extra sort of yeah. thing. And I'm just like, yeah, sure. Okay. And then I get to work and I'm like, well, I finished this one. Let's turn the machine on and like make a proper one instead. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So is the, the coffee thing something you can see yourself doing kind of forever or is it just for now? What's your like, what's your goal with it? Are you thinking eventually open your own coffee shop or are you just happy with where you're at? I think I'm just going to, if, if somebody comes along, like, let's say like ASOS, Top Man, something like that and goes, right, here's a full-time job we want you to model for us. Mm. That would probably be the only reason I'd I'd leave like if mod if something came to me where it was offered that I could model full time for a living then that's when I'd jump straight to that because I mean I, I love I, I have my, yeah like I said I have my bad days and stuff but I love modeling like like the, what I do in life I love what I do if modeling became an offer then I'd take it like instantly like because it, it's more of a I, I've got such passion for this let's say a hobby like I just do it on the, if I'm not working, I'm shooting. That's usually what my, how I live. Like I've only, this is my first day off in like two weeks. Cause it's usually been doing events, been doing yeah. just work at the roastery, doing my bits and bobs, doing shoots. If I, that got offered to me where I could just model full time. Great. Let's do it. Like cool. Like that saves my back for a bit. Like I <laughs> just standing still in front of a camera but at the moment, yeah, I, just, I love I love the coffee industry, and I'm probably, it's probably not going to go anywhere. Like I'm not I'm not going anywhere away from it anytime soon, um, unless some modelling wise came up. But other than that, I'm just happy doing what I do, really. Mm, like I said, I think you can definitely tell that, like with the the way you post and like the amount you post, you, you definitely love the like modelling side of it. How how did that start? Like what what made you go like? Cause you, I'm someone that like probably couldn't do what you do. Like, there's no way I could go and like pose and, and model my own t-shirts. But like, what what made you have the confidence or just decide to start doing it? I I actually I'd actually didn't. <laughs> even now I feel I just feel like I don't have any confidence to be honest. Like sometimes I just put myself into like a like an actor perspective, so I just turn myself into like a character more than anything, and just right. bop 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 like bop bop sort of thing. I fell into modeling like I was well I, I was actually it's like like the coffee roastery thing I was pushed into modeling by accident like I I was basically I was scammed out of about 1300 pound when I was about 20 because a model agency was like you've got a cool vibe come to our studio we'll take some photos and we'll see if we can offer you a contract and I was like okay let's give this a go see let's have a, let's have a go I did it got some sick photos and they were like right we want to sign you but you've got to pay for this portfolio that we've just took of you and i was like what like okay so i signed this contract like massive contract of basically a massive contract of a direct debit of i had to pay a monthly thing for this portfolio for them to get home and find out all my modeling friends were like this is a scam like this brand changes their name they get they basically sign you on and then say they're going to get you all this work and then they rinse your bank account 
So I didn't sign the final contract. I just ignored them. And I was like, oh, well, I've got, to pay off this, I've got to pay off this 1300 quid. Like, I don't have a choice. I went to the bank like, is this legal? They were like, unfortunately, the way they've worded this contract is you can't get out of this. So you have to pay this. Like, so I was like, right, that's it. I'm not even going to even attempt to do any sort of modeling stuff. Like, no, I'm done. And then, when was it? About, about three years ago, um, my friend started up a clothing brand and they just posted on the story like, anyone want to model for the brand? And I was like, I'll give it a go. I've just recently done my first like adult photo shoot, let's say like after that being scammed, I just met a photographer one day and was like, oh, do you want to just take some photos of me in this hoodie? Like, and then I messaged this brand and they were just like, yeah, we'd love to have you. Then I had eye surgery and then five days after eye surgery, I had to go and do this photo shoot. Like, I've still got the photos somewhere on my Instagram and you can just see like one of my eyes is like this, just like swollen. Like, so you're going to say you're wearing an eye patch or something. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I should have just worn an eye patch or something for the shoot. But luckily you couldn't really tell like the way they angled the shots. You couldn't actually tell. It just looked like I was either like smiling or just like, it's a bit bright out sort of thing. Um, so then I did that and then out of the woodwork, my um like i used to be an ambassador for a clothing brand like way back when and like he was like dude i'm starting back up again do you want to model some bits and i was like okay yeah sure like did that and then my, my friend in birmingham he was like just started up a brand bro like do you yeah. want to be in a house model for it i've seen your stuff and i'm like my stuff like i've only done like two photo shoots like yeah, go for it. Then I went to a studio in Birmingham, did his stuff. And it, it, it just kept, this is exactly what just kept happening. Like, it was just, dude, wondered if you fancy modeling for it. And I'm like, I've not even, even thought of even like doing this as a proper thing, modeling. I'm just, I like to wear some clothes and I'm just standing in front of a camera. Then um, three agencies, I got signed to three agencies um, uh, London-based one, uh, Newcastle-based one, and a Manchester-based one. And I met the first one through, let's say it wasn't a TV advert, but I was basically had to do vape, a vape advert. Like, because my background before was I was like, I used to be in the vape scene, so it was like vape tricks and like promoting that sort of stuff, like yeah. vape products. Um, and I did that, and then she, she was, a, she, she owned her own like uh, management company. She was. She was in two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, if you remember that show. Like, yeah. that was, yeah, she was like, yeah, I used to be one of the actresses in that. Like, I'd love to sign you. I was like, cool, let's do it. So I got signed to them and two other agencies. That got me no work. Like, didn't speak, barely ever spoke to me. And I was just like, look, have you got me any work? Like, I'm here fucking networking constantly, like, getting brands and stuff. Have you got anything for me? Nothing. Then my photographer, Michael, got Blue Banana. Um, and he was like, dude, do you want to sign to Blue Banana? It's paid work. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, literally my childhood was going to Blue Banana, a little emo kid with my sweepy fringe. Um, so what's Blue Banana? Uh, so so uh, Blue Banana, a, a, I don't know how many shops they've got, but like it's like an alternative clothing shop. Um, oh, okay. Up and down the country, I think there's like maybe 15 shops-ish. Um, Never heard of it. Like that, what is it? <laughs> if you have like, um, like Asylum or Pulp or anything yeah. from there, 
they're literally like that wheelhouse of like an alternative, an alternative clothing shop um and they're, they're pretty 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 well known i think they're on facebook it's like 187k um instagram again our instagram following is not really that great so i think they're like 10k or something on insta but like my early emo days was oh let's go to blue banana let, let's go do this let's go do that let's go get some chains and spiky belts and stuff like that and then get being offered to like model for them and i was like wow it's like a it's kind of like a, a not a dream but it is a dream in a sense like that's my childhood and now i'm modeling for that childhood shop sort of thing um and yeah it's just take it just took off like I don't know. I didn't. Don't know how. It's just I realised I put the work in, and the work comes back. Like when people say you got to work for it, you really do. Like I've done like hundred hour weeks. No, not even hundred hours. That's a bit over exaggerating. Like eighty hour weeks of just like yeah. working. Then as soon as I finish work, jump into a shoot for two or three hours, and that's like two or three times a week, and it's rewarding. Like it's come back. Like realizing you put that blood sweat and tears and you get that back like you you put that hard work in and, and you get that back and, it, and it's and it's an amazing feeling to see that i have my days where i'm, I'm going to give up like i don't want to do this anymore like i can't i'm not good enough i'm not i'm not like these instagram famous people i'm not I'm, I'm a nobody trying to, and I'm not really getting anything back. But then when I step back and I'm like, actually, I've actually done okay. Like I'm actually, I, but again, that's just based on the relationships I've made with brands such as yourself. And I prefer to have a relationship with a brand or a person over getting stuff. Like I don't, I don't do think this is for, for free stuff or to get myself out there. I do this because I care. Like, and I want, I want us all to succeed. And I think now it's the past like six months. It's really started to like come back now, like the, the work I've put in and yeah, like I work, I work for like, um, like, yeah, I've got like, like I work for like tattoo aftercare people, um, hair care products, um, outside of clothing. So it's like, it's nice that it's not just, t-shirts and hoodies i'm wearing it's it's nice to be able to promote stuff like that's not just clothing like 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 cult hair for like they've sought me out for all like my hair care products and stuff and like tattoo aftercare because i like to always obviously i've got a couple of tattoos so like i like to keep them looking fresh so anything that i believe like not believe in but at the same time yeah believe in and i support that i love to i love being a part of that Mm. Um, that was actually one of the notes I made that like uh, you seem to have like you seem to be like a lot more present in the last like six months or so because I can remember seeing you maybe a year ago maybe two years ago I think you'd like modelled an abandoned ship t-shirt maybe yeah and then like yeah recently you've just kind of not exploded but you've definitely become more like about and on social media so that's interesting and I don't even understand how yeah Yeah. like it must be because like I've just Again, it's not about me, but I just want to do what I want to do, flourish in it, and it's just blowing up. Like, if I could show you in this wardrobe, half of this wardrobe is abandoned ship. Like, I was a massive, massive, like, collector. Like, way back, I was an abandoned ship supporter from, like, day one. Like, mm. 
day one and I was obsessed to the point I was the guy who got the first palm, not everything yeah, sucks. Yeah. I actually like, I got one as well. Oh, I bet we could get rich to see this right now. Like, so that was at the um convention, what was it? Um DesignerCon. He had the little flag. Yes. And yeah. I went there and uh I was just like, you know what, I want that. So it's crazy that you got it on your palm though, that's mental. I got it when I was like 18, so we're like 10 years ago, well, 18, 19, so like 9 or 10 years ago I got that. And I was just, I just, I never believed in a brand so much. Like, it was, it was something, it was like, when I first saw Abandoned Ship, I was like, that brand is me. Like, that is my aesthetic and my style. And then I met Rich and learned about Rich, and I was like, the guy is me. Like, the guy is my style. Like, he is everything I could ever ever want in what I want to look like when I grow up, basically. Like, yeah. his look, everything just about how he cares about what he wears, he, what he uses and stuff like that. Like, he was the guy who got me onto a brand called I Love Ugly, like, New Zealand-based brand. Mate, they're just... It's like, oh, so I'm wearing it. Like, like they do... It's all New Zealand-made stuff. Oh, nice. Like, like I've got three of their watches that, but luckily, you know, Depop and stuff and eBay, I've managed to get these like super cheap, but they're like really high-end clothing. That's just very smart. Um, and like that aesthetic that super heavily tattooed people wearing like smart, cool, like tailored clothes. It, it's just so cool. Like, so I was like, love it, love it. And then, yeah, I was just like huge abandoned ship supporter. And then I'm like, shit, now my wardrobes are filled with everything else other than abandoned ship right now. <laughs> like, yeah. we're running out of room and space at the moment. Um, oh, I've got two questions from Simo from That Life Clothing. <laughs> hey, That Life. My yeah. dude. Uh, what American clothing brand would you love to work with the most? And then whereabouts in America would you love to shoot to be? Oh. Oh, now that's a question. Yeah, it's quite a good few American brands, isn't there? I was like, yeah. Rebel 8, I think, are the one that would probably kind of fit. Oh, I love, yeah, I love Rebel 8. God, that's a blast from the past. Um, I mean, I'd love to do, like, some kind of, like, I know it's a bit out there, but just, like, some, like, Supreme, like, Stussy, like, that sort of, yeah. sort of, High-endy, let's say I wouldn't. I don't want to put a label on it, but let's say like hipstery, modern. It's like it's not alternative. It's more that I don't want to. Let's just call it one one a better word, like a hipstery brand, like that sort yeah. of. Any every everyone that's like that whole sort of. They don't want to look alternative, but they don't want to look like they've been to Primark, sort of thing. That sort of just nice, clean cut clothes, sort of thing. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. Because the thing is, I've, I've shot for, you know, if you've heard of like Plus Two Clothing, like they're Australian based, like they sent me some bits to shoot, but like they're like, they specialize in like long line and tall people clothes. So like I've got some sick hoodies. I've got a sick hoodie that they do, like super long. Like that's American brands. I might sound stupid. It might make me sound stupid, but like I. I'm trying to think of American brands. There's so many, but it's like when you yeah. put on the spot, like, what American brand do you want to shoot with? And I'm like, I actually don't know. I quite like one called um, Slush Co, I think it is, or Slush Cult. Slush Cult. And they're like okay. full highlight colour stuff. 
So it's like the oranges, oh, wow. the greens, yeah. the, and it's it looks amazing. Yeah, all that stuff's really cool. That'd be my kind of stuff then. Like or like like for example, Killstar. There we go. Killstar, Disturbia, Black Craft Cult, like stuff like them would be insane. Like I remember, I think it was about six months into modeling. There's one of the photographers of Killstar messaged me, and she was just like, or one of the artists or makeup artists or something for Killstar. She just said, "Hey, wondered if you could send your measurements over, and if we find something you'd suit, we'll be in touch." And I was like, "Sick! Would have loved to shoot for Killstar." But not heard anything. That's over a year or so ago. But it is what it is. If they come back, they come back. I've already got enough work on as it is. So I'm okay. Did you contact me? But it'd be cool to go to America. Like, mm. bits. Like, what about um, where? Did you say where you'd want to shoot? Where would be the, the place? Oh, no. That, I don't know. New York, San Francisco. Uh it's a cool Central South America if we go like Brazil, like Barcelona. Um even like places like you know that for example, so plus like places like Alabama and stuff like that, that sort of like country esque vibe would be cool. Yeah. As well as the busy town like city stuff like you California and Florida and like that your big busy towns, but I'd love to just do like a, let's say like a US tour and just yeah. shoot across all the states as I go. Like, cause like Wednesday, me and Michael head up to Newcastle for his birthday, but we're going up there to shoot as well. So like, we'll take photos and stuff with us. And like, as soon as we get there, we're shooting and then we're heading up to somewhere else in Newcastle to visit, um, live, Do live Dodds who owns beginners luck. Uh, yeah, I think she's in oil a minute ago. Yeah, so we're <laughs> headed to the studio, and we're, me and him are getting matching tattoos um, nice. of a design that he's already done, like, on the beginner's look stuff, because we were like, why not? We'll just travel up, birthday, drinks, shoot, so we'll get matching tattoos, we'll shoot yeah, some cool. stuff in the studio while we're there, we're just going to make an absolute, like, weekend of it, and just just do what we love to do, but have a party while we're doing it at the same time. So, like, I love travelling, like, Usually, again, depending on where the brand is, if they want me to go to them, I'll just be like, look, I'm not charged. Just pay for my train. Just pay for my travel, reimburse me or whatever, and maybe a bit of food if you're offering. Like, cool. Like, I just like being out and about, traveling and just doing bits and bobs, really. Yeah. I suppose that shows if you're traveling the world getting coffee and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm hoping... I would love to do an origin visit. Like I think it's 2019. Fraser did his first origin visit where he went to the Ugandan farm and like got to see everything that goes on there. Um, like I'd love to do that. Like I would love to go to Cal's farm in Brazil, um, and then we just get a cool tour of like Barcelona and stuff like that while we're there. Um, but like even like we've just been speaking to a family. Um, well, a representative from the farm came to the roastery a couple of weeks ago uh, from a, a Mexican farm. <clears throat> um, and, like, she's wanting us to go out there and have a look at the farm and see what they do. But, like, I love that farm because uh, 180 of the farmers are all women. Like, it's a big, like, women-based farm, like, cooperative and stuff. And I love that. Like, the, like the, the owner, she's, like, big into, like, getting, like, women farmers and stuff like that and showing like it's, it's a big very labor intensive job like having to farm coffee and stuff yeah. 
And it was just lovely to just like meet her and just see here, there, ethoses and stuff like that. And I was like, I'd love to go to Mexico. Like just to, just to see this farm, like it'd be so exciting. And yeah, I just love to just travel. It'd be cool just to travel and shoot. Like my brand's like, like I'm just imagining like traveling around and like a brand would go, right, you're near us. Let's hook you up with some clothes while you're here. We'll get you to shoot while you're here. And then you can travel around and do, then you go to somewhere else and then you wait, you've got another package waiting for you in like another country. Like, See, let's that would take some planning, but that would be so good. Imagine, like yeah. just literally spend a month just like planning together your dates and where you're going to go. And then you're planning your routes and you go, right, right, we've got here tomorrow. Let's see if there's anything shootable in this city or country or whatever. Okay, we'll go here. Well, that's what we've been doing about the Newcastle thing. We've been looking at little spots at the moment of what would be good, what what would what, what, like, look nice. So we've got some like yeah. cool medieval-y stairs we've been looking at, looking at the, is it the globe? Like the bit of bridges and stuff like that in Newcastle. Like we're looking at like little bits and bobs like that. And it's going to be exciting. Like, so hopefully maybe it'd be cool to like once a year do like a little tour around and just shoot all the time <laughs> yeah i said it like ages ago i think when we were in lockdown i was like it would be really good for a load of like brand owners models photographers to kind of meet up to do like a massive meetup just somewhere swap t-shirts swap stories swap like social media stories have a massive like brand building exercise where that'd be amazing but it would it's... take a lot of work i feel it, it would um I, th weirdly enough i did something similar to that um was it, i think it was like november last year um there's a photographer called Lenza Creative. Like he put on like a, it's called like a, like it was like a Lenza Creative event where it was basically models from all skill levels. We all met up. Um, there was about six photographers, six, seven photographers. We all just met up in Manchester and it turned out it was a brand shoot for four brands. So it was Beginner's Look. That's how I met Beginner's Look. Um, Greg from Stay Bold. Um, he brought his brand stuff. Uh, who else did we shoot for? Uh, Bloodwear clothing and I believe somebody else. And we all just met up. We had all these clothes and basically a photographer grabbed one of us and went, right, trick that t-shirt on and come with me. And we just went to a certain section, took loads of photos. And then another photographer would be like, right, put that sweater on, come with us. We're going to do this. And it's so cool. Like that, it's, yeah. it was insane. Like we just literally, a giant group of us met up with loads of brands clothing photographers and we just had a good day and we just walked around manchester and shot it was so cool and i think that should be a regular thing like everybody should all we should make this giant directory chat of brands and models and photographers and go right guys who wants to jump together and we'll go to like nottingham today and we'll just shoot some stuff and then like just have brands on hand like go right you guys are doing this event here's some clothes to shoot for it get us some content done like that would be so cool maybe that's what we should do after this is uh me and you will like plan a big old event somewhere mate <laughs> just let's like, do it. here's a park everyone turn up let's go <laughs> yeah shoot and gloom shoot or whatever like <laughs> yeah. doom and shoot or something like that'd be oh mate let's do it let's do it did you um did you have a chance to check out the photos yet i haven't no you sent it while i was working uh and then i got back late ish and then just haven't that's all right, mate. Mate, I, I had a scan through them yesterday, and I was like, oh, I like these. <laughs> well happy. The, mate, the, the clothes are so fun to shoot. Like, that Garfield t-shirt is like, because I haven't shot in anything that had orange on it before, so I was like, yeah. these vibes, these vibes are like, 
looking pretty going pretty well. Yeah, I got a weird relationship with that because like obviously did the so PMA I like the idea of like positive mental attitudes. And yeah. I think I was just working, I was like, why isn't that positive Monday attitude? Because everyone's always so glum. So I was like, right, that's the t shirt and then Rumscum had an idea, so I was like, boom, done. So that was the original. And then I was like, yeah. why haven't I used Garfield on it? Because like he hates Mondays. Like, <laughs> yeah, like so so I did it and then I've like sold hardly any. So obviously it's I think people really like the design, but not so much to buy. So but then that happens all the time. Yeah, I just thought it was it was it was insane because I put a t-shirt on and like Michael was like, "Does that say PMA?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "And you got PMA tattooed on your face?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> so it just it just went completely like I was like, "It's meant to be. It's meant to be." Anything with PMA on it, I'm I'm always up for. I, I really support that sort of yeah mindset. Try and stay positive. Love, they love, they love twist on it. They're like, actually, it's this positive Monday attitude because it's like, yeah, I hate Mondays. <laughs> yeah. right. So that'll be good. I, I'm excited to see how the uh, the photos from those turn out. Mate, you'll. I, I love those photos. So hopefully, uh, you do too. <laughs> I love to post them on days. Yeah, man. Well, when I was shooting this t-shirt, actually, I was wearing my. Uh, the other side of the bedroom, my Pikachu Aikido. So it's like I'm wearing full Pokemon outfit in the in the photos. That was another random one. The um, so Kitty Cats and Shitty Tats was just like a random idea I had. I was like, that sounds really cool. What's the design? And it was just like a crappy little heart with the text wrapped around it on like a banner. And this yeah. shirt actually sold quite well. And then I did like a competition where it was like any tattoo artist or any artist want to redesign. Kitty Cats and Kitty Tats, and I think I had about eight people do a design, did a little vote, someone won it, again, t-shirt sold pretty well, and then that was um, 8-Bit Core, so Tom, yeah. I think he threw that on stream, and then he, he messaged me, he was just like, I don't want to enter the competition, but I've drew this, and I was like, that's amazing, so... Like, you've won, you've won. <laughs> yeah, I love it, it's such a nice t-shirt, I've got stickers as well, like, I have, I've had these made for absolutely ages. Oh wow, just... mate! Yeah. Mate, chuck them in with a T. Like I've had them ages. That's the problem I have is like I do stuff and then just kind of leave it. So no, if you said, mate, chuck them in with a T-shirt. Like chuck them in with each order, and then you're like, cool. Gets people putting the kitty cats and shitty tats everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Any other bits and bobs? Oh, hi Jack, how's it going? What what do I think, mate? Oh, I don't know whether to... I'll be blunt and honest about this making a brand stand out. Like, do something different. And... But at the same time, do what you love. Like, if don't do something if you're gonna half arse it. Like, just based on like, for example, like Modern Streets Apparel. When I shot with you, like your stuff is insane. Like, you you can see the hard work that's gone into it. But at the same time, it's like there's like brands starting up, or even brands that've been going for a while. It's it's the same stuff. Like it's the same gilded tee with the same one color print. 
And I mean, I'm all for that, but at the same time, if you want to get all the sales, then you need to be doing something different because every brand's selling the same Gildan t-shirt with the same white print. It's just a different design on it each time. Um, but like, for example, the plus, like plus two clothing from Australia, that their clothes, I've never shot anything like it before. Like, I've got in here, like, there's a long line T-shirt. It's plain black, and it's got two neon yellow pockets on the bottom with, like, happy, for like, trippy faces on them. They've got a hoodie, like, what I said, the long line hoodie, print all down the back, print on the hem of the hood, um, print on the hem of your, your, your pullover pocket, and then you put your hands in the pocket, and there's a little flap with another pocket inside it that you keep your hands warm. And It's like little things like that stick with me, like, that you've, it's slightly different and I get an excitement to wear that because I'm like, this is different. This like, it's not like the same stuff and it's like quite cool and it's just different. And I love it. I love that sort of, Ooh, it's quirky. It's different to the norm, but at the same time to, to stand out, it is just try to be a bit different or even just like where you market things just slightly different to just here's a t-shirt buy it like yeah i think i think yeah just try and be different to the norm that's how i, that's how I usually how i dress and look really <laughs> it's a really awkward time though because like i said earlier like loads of brands are quitting and giving up because the, the scene is so tough and yeah I've struggled with the whole being different thing as well because essentially if you look at what I am, I am uh, a clothing brand that has tattoo-inspired designs on it, which is like a million. But yeah. I've tried to kind of make mine slightly different. So I've got like the Positive Monday attitude, kitty cats and shitty tats, like some of the sayings. I've kind of put twists on design so it's not just like, yeah. here's like a scorpion on a t-shirt, here's like a skull. I'm, I don't know. I feel like yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. If you can have that little change or you can make it, like you said, stand out and that's going to help. Yeah. Like, that's what I love about, like, that's what I love about, like, Doom and Gloom is, like, you've taken, like, a, a, a thing, which is, like, everyday sayings or stuff you see every day, like, on television or whatever, and you put your own twist and spin and, like, label on that. And that's, mm. I love that, like, because it's, you've got, you've put yourself, yeah, like, every other, I mean, tattoo-inspired clothing, but you're in a category of your own because it's tattoos by clothing with twists on everyday stuff like Pokemon, Garfield, stuff like that. It's like, that's what makes you stand out and it makes it different because it's not just tattoo inspired clothing. It's like a remix of tattoo inspired clothing with your everyday stuff you see every day. Yeah. I think that. the other thing to add is that so I've struggled with for ages as well, is being like the face of the brand. So yeah. this is the first time I think I've shown my face for this long on the brand's profile. So, but I've seen uh, Jack do it from Modern Street, Simo do it from That Life Clothing, and they've had like a lot, a lot, a lot more gain than I guess negatives. And that's the yeah. thing that I've been most worried about, I guess, is like, oh, what are people going to think? Like, what's the... But then, like, if you want to do this, you've got to do everything. Like, this is yeah. a big part of it. And like we said, with Abandoned Ship, Rich has that down to a T where he was like, 
showing his life, showing himself, doing like little funny bits, like all that kind of stuff. Seeing the person behind the brand is a massive thing, I think, that actually yeah. really helps rather than just like, I, okay. here's a bunch of shit that I'm selling, buy it if you want to. Right. Yeah, like, I, I completely agree. Like, it's you get that sense of you're a part of something when you sh you are you you are putting yourself out there as the face of the brand because it's like i now know this guy who owns this brand like yeah. i feel like i'm part of a like a, a like a, a club like a family because we're we're being invited to see what they're doing behind the scenes like this is the guy that's making all these clothes cool like i think that that's what we do with the roastery we, we, we try and promote all of us that work there all the time and we were all involved in getting the brand out there and all of our faces as part of the brand because then it's a bit intimidating isn't it you're like oh got that clothing brand oh i wonder who owns that i wonder like i wonder what they're like but if you're inviting them to literally just join on the journey of the brand yeah. do it like put your literally put your face out there like and invite people to just see how you do things, what you're doing. Like even do like a yeah. put your camera up, do a time-lapse thing of you designing something and bam, like, or be like, watch me design, do a new design tonight and stuff like that. Like, yeah. The biggest people I own has was like, I work uh, in retail and I was, was really worried about like, yeah. my face and then kind of the, not the backlash, but like, I guess people at work taking the piss and you're like, this is like not what I want. And it was only the last, I think, week that I was just like, hmm, fuck it. Because the store manager of where I work streams on Twitch. Like, oh, wow. Just goes face, streams, plays games. And I was like, wait a minute, he's the like, store manager and he doesn't care. So, like, why should I care? I'm not, like, the store manager. I'm just a manager. So, like, screw it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, yeah. Like, as long as you're not doing, like, something that would detriment the, 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 the company that you work for. Like, I don't think I've ever named it maybe so i should be okay <laughs> yeah you're fine you're fine you're fine <laughs> yeah. um yeah mate, i think that i think that could also be a contributing factor of why i think things have like blown up like the past like few months is i've just changed my mindset so that i don't care well i do care i've started to go i don't care what anybody else thinks I mean, I do, and that's why I'm always so anxious and paranoid about things. I do care a hell of a lot about what people think, but mm. in terms of what I want to do, so like, like with modeling and stuff, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do, and I hope I can do it well enough to do it justice. But who cares what the people think? They're not, they don't, they're not going to see me twenty four seven, or like, I'm not, I'm not a part of their life. Like, I'll just do what I want to do, and I'll, I'll flourish in it. Like. <laughs> Like, and I think that's what you need to do. Like, you want to, you you want to put yourself out there in the space of brand. You do it. Like, you mm. you be you, and you show people who you are and who the brand is. And yeah. over time, I'm sure it'll thank you back. Like, you'd rather be like, I hope so. thank you. <laughs> it is it is a tough one, and like I've not like I've definitely struggled with it for like years. Being like, oh, I don't like I'm worried and whatever, and it comes, I guess, with age a little bit like i'm way more comfortable yeah. than i ever used to be and all these people are like oh, i don't care about what, what about what people think it's great but you have to like come to your own realization and own own it essentially at the end like i'm way happier now than i ever was before so i find it a lot easier because i'm like you know what? i'm loving life i can be a little bit happier and do the stream and show people and that kind of thing whereas before yeah. no chance so. yeah man like 
Because, like, I, I always get to the point where I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere. Like, I feel like I'm not... Look at all these people online, even though online is not reality, but look at all these people online, they're doing so well, and I'm, like, doing nothing. And then I'm like, when you actually stop and look back as to where you've come, then I go, oh, actually, I haven't done that bad. Like, I've actually, I've actually done quite okay, but we measure success on what we see, how we see other people succeeding. We don't actually think of, oh, I'm successful. It's like, that's, what's the, what's the word? Um, that's like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, success is it's like, it's like, it's your own pers not perspective. Like the level of success we measure, it's like our own opinion sort of thing. Like we can't, I'm a multimillionaire, but I'm not successful, right? Or stuff like that. It's, you can only, your, yourself, like you can only judge how successful you feel you are. Because what one person would think, oh, you're really successful. And you might think, no, I'm not. It's like, well, actually, if you look at how far you've come, you should be thinking you're successful within yourself. Like, look, I'm still here. Like, that's what I always think back to when I'm literally in the darkest points. I'm just like, I'm still here. Like, and I shouldn't, well, don't want to like, no, 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 no triggering on, on the podcast, but yeah, like I shouldn't, I shouldn't be here, but I am. And then I just realized, yeah, I'm here. Like, so I might as well flourish in it and do the best I can whilst I'm here. Like yeah, I've read a lot recently around that, like, um, what's it called? Um, the gratification or gratification? Like being thankful for stuff and going like, yeah, because because you like I get really not depressed but like really upset and really downtrodden about a load of things and you're like, oh, life's pretty shit. And then when you're like, actually, like I've got a wife, I've got a dog, I've got a house, like I've got a job, I can eat, like all these small things that are actually quite big things help. Yeah, and that helps. That's definitely helped me with the brand as well because, like I said, I've got a couple of points recently where I'm like you know, I might just give it up and it's not worth my time anymore. And then I'm like, yeah, but I wanted this when I was like younger in college and I've started and I've built relationships up and I've enjoyed putting out designs. Why would I quit now? Because I could be a week or a month or a year away from being exactly where I want to be. Like, exactly. Up and that's it. But I just need to keep going. Yeah. I think when you look at this, the self-reflection thing is something I've started to do a lot more now as well. Like, yeah. What happened last month? What happened last week? Writing some notes down. What am I going to do next week, next month to kind of get better? So I'm yeah. trying to do that a lot more as well. Exactly. And it's like, like this, especially like when, um, like, yeah, like when I got women's self care tattooed on my hands, I always just make sure that I'm looking after myself, especially like mentally. Like, I really, like, I really struggled. Like, when I got, like, I like got diagnosed with like BPD last year after I had a massive breakdown. Um, lost quite a lot of people because of it, and but now because I've I've learned what it is, I've learned what's been like bothering, like me thinking I've broken my entire life, mm. and then realizing this is the actual answer of what is actually wrong. I've now been able to focus on right. This is my my triggers, my boundaries. This is I'm trying to stay in a, a, a good headspace as much as I can. But if I'm not in a good headspace, it's how do I manage that without 
being overloaded and before I, I make a mistake or say something I shouldn't do, like it's just keeping yourself in that PMA. <laughs> Literally, just yeah. If, if, if I think I think what people that's like what you say with the self reflection. Like if you're going in a hole or you feel like you're going rock bottom, talk to somebody or just self reflect of the positives. Like, mm. whoa, you feel like your life's over what have you done? Like, actually look at where you are. Like, look at what you've done. You're on this, we're all on this planet. Like we're all insignificant little specks and we're only on this planet for so long. So why not relish, relish at it and live the best you can while you're still here. Yeah, Cause we come into this world, we come into this world alone and we leave this world alone. Like, yeah. so might as well, I mean, live it and love it uh, and laugh in it. <laughs> no, I kept seeing but, that thing from uh, Gary Vee for ages being like, you're all like one in a, what is it, I don't know, trillion chance of being born. So like, why are you not going after the things you enjoy? Why do you care about what people think? Which is all great to say, but again, it's, you have to come to your own terms with it. And it's yeah. sort of, like, it took me ages. Like I'm only now happy enough to be on camera chatting to people. That, I think we got to like 12 viewers at one point. Like that's, that's quite big. That's sick. Like, it might not yeah. be like, we're like 10,000 or whatever, but it's, people are interested. Like, hi, seven people still watching. Like, yeah, exactly. But again, who cares who's, how many people are watching? Like, we're having a sick chat and we're literally chatting about stuff. And this is the first time I've ever done a podcast or been on anything like this. So I'm just like, I really like this. Like, <laughs> cool. Like, we should have been every six months. I come back and be like, how's it been how's it been six months like, yeah. like, <laughs> no, I, like I like the idea like i was really worried about it before but actually having like a coffee having a chat it's just really nice it's just really chilled yeah it? and it's essentially this is what video. the podcasts were everyone said how like relaxed and it's just a conversation which essentially it is isn't it like yeah it's all a podcast like, really. didn't really know you at all before this and now i know you a little bit so. <laughs> exactly we've got something out of this and that's learn a bit about each other a bit more <laughs> Exactly. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know if I've got any other questions. I don't know what else to talk about. What have you got? Any anything? Well, have you? Yeah. Uh, have you got any plans in the works? Have you got anything you want to? Anything cool going on behind the scenes with the brand? No. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, trying to think. There was two artists I've been speaking to about doing like a collaboration with. Um, oh, sick. But I'm kind of very chill about it and I've not really pushed or asked or, or anything. So I should probably get on top of that. Um, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about how Instagram isn't the only thing. And like, obviously, by doing this, then I could probably export this chat, stick it on TikTok or take yeah. snippets and do that kind of stuff so that's going to help push that side of it um yeah and uh, beyond tiktok there's like a really cool skate store in norwich and they're inside a old church oh wow and i should really start approaching like businesses and seeing if they'll stock some of my stuff absolutely that's, that's gonna uh, be the next way to to push it isn't it like yeah, Instagram like I, I could, I could see blooming skaters in in that Garfield T-shirt, like yeah. oversized tee, just like rocking up with some Garfield on your back. Like it is literally it is a skater tee. Like that's the vibes you get from it. 
Like, yeah. so, yeah, it's just like, how can you better the business, really? Like, what is your next step to better the business than just e-commerce and online? Like, yeah, you need to be like, getting shops. Even if it's like, yeah, skate shop, small independent thing. Go, look, here's 10 tees. Just trial it out. If you don't sell them, I'll take them back. Like, well, so the, essentially, the brand owner's got nothing to lose because it's quite a big unit, that, like a space. It's quite a big church they've got. So, like, if I say, here's a load of my T-shirts, don't pay me anything, give me some money if they sell, can, I, can you stock them? He's probably going to say yes because he's going to make his job look fuller. So, and it's yeah. going to help me. What's exactly that. that. And, then, and then if they start to sell... <laughs> Where are we getting? I think that's miles away. The unit I wanted is a is a buy only, so. Ah, uh, ah, uh, see. I, I did. I spoke to someone ages ago about doing a doom and gloom uh, coffee. So there's where I used to live in Cromer. There's a a coffee roaster, like a really small guy. I guess he's got like one of those old horse boxes that he's turned into mm. a coffee thing. I spoke to him ages ago about doing a like collaboration and having a. I forget what we call it, but yeah, Doom and Gloom Coffee. So that would probably be the next thing rather than a cafe. Jack knows a roaster. Oh. Who's the roaster? Me. <laughs> we could do that. That'd be cool. Wait. Mate, would you, would you be interested in that? Like, because we, we could white label, like, if you want to do a collab coffee. Like, mm -hmm. no, we spoke to people think... before about it, but. Yeah, I think when um, somebody asked me ages ago on a podcast, I was like, I'd love to do a, like a rum, Dumoulin rum would be amazing, or like um, an IPA, or yeah, coffee, something like that would be just, just different, so, bingo, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll have a chit chat to the boss, man, and we'll, um, we could see if we can come up with something. Ooh, that'd be lovely. Because I've, I've got another brand that uh, said the same thing, he was like, could you white label some coffee? But I was like, yeah, but your brand's in Helsinki. So, if you if we can figure out a way of getting postage to you, then yeah, we'll white label it for you, and yeah, we'll, we'll take we'll take it take it from there. But yeah, That's like white I can, so white label would be yeah. So it's basically I'll sell you a bag of coffee without a label yeah. on it, and you put your own brand on it. So like it's, uh, it's us, but like it honestly like we I prefer the collab aspect where it's more both brands on the bag and like. Yeah this is a blend we've all created together or this is a single origin we've all got together done white labeling but there's normally if we white label it the cost goes up because it's like we're getting rid of our whole branding to sort you out some coffee like so of course it's going to be a lot more expensive to make it worth the time um because obviously we're giving up marketing and branding by white labeling this to you um but yeah i love them we've got loads of like designers and stuff where if you want to design your own labels like and then We've got a printing people that'll get the reels done for us. Um, that would be amazing. So, yeah, yeah potentially cool. next for Doom and Gloom is, is coffee, I guess. But... <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. And shine. Get rid of the doom and the gloom in your life. <laughs> yeah, no, I struggle with designs as well. That's the thing. Like, so you say, what's next? Like, a design should be next. Like, I should put another design on a t shirt, but it takes me ages to think of stuff because I want it to be yeah. that. Um, was the last one that um yeah the name of him did he did for me the like uh does it make each day count or make every day count i just had that thought or i saw it somewhere and i was like making sure that makes sense that's the that fits in with the whole like doom and gloom brand gave that idea and then he's done me a nice t-shirt with like 
a dagger going through a skull and the text around it and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it just takes me a while to think of where I want to go rather than just putting like another thing on a t-shirt. So. Yeah, well, again, it's like it's also thinking about what else you could do with that. Like if we let's say if we did do like coffee, do a design that goes on the bag on a t-shirt and do it as a gift pack, like bag of coffee in a t-shirt or bag of coffee in a beanie or something like that, where it's like a little something different, like a little little gift thing where it's like clothing brand and coffee guys have come together and then they're offering this sort of like gift pack of mm. t-shirt and coffee and a mug let's say like just like weird things like that could be it just it makes you different makes you stand out a little bit different or like oh look what these guys are doing this is different to what we normally see online and stuff so we can just see where that goes mm. but Loads of bits and bobs and ideas because, like, like yeah, I, I, I work and collab with brands and stuff, but it's like I'd love to be involved a bit more with the production of brands, sort of thing. Like, I swear it's like I've got a couple of friends I'm looking at maybe doing like a collab jewelry collection of like, like my friend she makes like handmade jewelry and stuff, and I just said, look, I've got some designs we could put some on some jewelry and just do like a collab thing for it. Like, I'd love to get to that point where it's like I've collab with so many brands that cool. It's like a doom and gloom X fucking oh by days collab design t-shirt. I'd love to work with as well as four people like yeah. do a cool design t-shirt. Like I've always wanted like on Facebook, like everybody just res refers to me just like as the tattooed Ned Flanders because I've had a mustache for so long. Like I would love <laughs> to do like a Ned Flanders t-shirt with my tattoos on it. And like basically Ned Flanders, but looking like me, like that'd be a cool collab t-shirt. Yeah, like, just like just little things like that, like I think it'd be so cool. Like, and I think that's what models should do is we all work with brands, and then so we might as well work on designs with brands, and we get our face, <laughs> a cartoon version of our face, our face. To be honest, mate, because you do twists on everyday stuff, why don't we just do the Ned Flanders T-shirt? Because <laughs> it's literally it fits the brand like of your everyday stuff you see out there. So. Yeah, literally, modern streets is like this design has gloom and gloom all over it. Like, yeah, very true. We should let. There we go. We're having this podcast and we've just sorted out a new project. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This has basically become like a, a business meeting, essentially. Like, yeah, like, it really is. <laughs> Let's do right. So we'll, we'll do a coffee collab, we'll do a t shirt collab, and yeah, we'll shoot it. And oh, it sounds so fun. <laughs> Definitely. No, we can do that if, you, if you're serious. That'd be... I'd oh, mate, absolutely. find an artist, because I'm not that great, but you definitely do it. I've got, I've got a few, a couple of people I could ask, and we could see see what we could do. All right. Yeah. With it. Oh, exciting. So exciting. Mate, we've actually spoke about a lot, you know. Like, yeah. we're, we're an hour and a half in. It's crazy how these go, because, like I said, I've never met you before i've just chatted like occasionally on instagram messages and stuff and to have an hour and a half long long, uh, long conversation with someone is, is crazy and it's i know I, I was like what are we going to talk about like i know we had for a rough sort of guide what we were going to talk about but how are we going to talk and talk and it turns out we're an hour and a half in and we've actually managed to yeah. talk about a lot like, That's why I was really worrying. I'm like, I'm going to write some notes down of like rough topics and rough questions. If you could do the same, just in case there's some sort of like dead air, but it's not been that bad. It never is. No. Like, I don't know why I always worry so much. So. Same. I've always been like, ooh, like, 
this is going to be awkward. Like, what am I going to say? Like, are we even going to have anything to talk about? And as soon as things start flowing, though, you just have a conversation. Like, if you just take the aspect out of it as we're on the live chat and we're trying to find stuff to say, it's let's just talk. And then we've just got people watching us talk. Like, so hi, people. That are, look, we're back on a, a 10, 11 viewers at the minute, and it's just like... Yeah, I think there were a load of people at the start when we were in that asked a load of questions I kind of didn't really see because there were a load of people joining and leaving and stuff, so... Yeah, let's see if we've got any got any questions right from the beginning. Like right at the beginning, why not? Plenty. All the way. Oh, hey, low Life League. Thank you. Thank you, my dude. We are killing it. I can't believe we had Pokey Steve watching. Like, I've supported Pokey Steve forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. His, did you see his comment where he said he's, like, mesmerised by your ears? Yeah, that was, that's when I went... Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Loads of people saying they wanted coffee, like, as soon as we started. Like, let's get some coffee. I think I might have to have another one after this. I might have to go in there. That's why it's a giant batch, because I was just like... I might as well just like sup it whilst I'm chatting. Oh my gosh. Is anyone watching have any questions they want to ask us at the moment? So, oh, here we have Bleak World. Um, oh my god, we actually did get quite, quite a lot of people shit chatting about it. Yeah, I think we were just so into it, we didn't really know us. So. Yeah, like I just, you just see there's someone joined, someone left, someone joined. I didn't even realize just how many. Uh, <laughs> People are blooming chit chatting. Like, that's exciting. Like, we got engagement. Like, people wanted to ask bits and bobs. So, yeah, if anyone's got any questions whilst we're not winding down, but we're getting to that sort of the red light for a little bit while we're waiting, if anybody has anything they want to ask us. No, I'm hoping this hopes as, uh, helps as well because I think a lot of people say if you go like Instagram Live and leave it for the day, it then will push me and you to the front of everyone's stories. Oh wow! Cool. So it will it will stay there. So it's different from like normal stories where they kind of everyone gets pushed at like a random order or whatever. As soon as you do a live and you have it, it I think it always stays. Yeah, you're like the, yeah, you're on like the first of like. Yeah, so I'm gonna leave it up for a day, probably. I'll download it, leave it up for a day, and hopefully people will see or they'll click on our stories and that'll help us as well. Yeah. I'd say be not be careful, but I think I've only ever done it one live once. But when you click stop. There's a point where it says, do you want to upload it? So don't press no by accident because you go, oh, no, no, leave it. We've done that. And it's like, no, shit, we've just lost it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Like, I looked at it before. I'm like, can you download a live? And you can, but you have to click, like, end and then download and then back and then, like, save on the... Oh, so it's so unnerving. Just like... <laughs> so if it all goes wrong, I've pressed the wrong button. <laughs> like the video is gone. Yeah, that's it. Hour uh, and a half conversation lost. <laughs> no, no. Oh, bless, bless. Anybody else? Anybody? Anybody? No, no one's asked anything. Well, I mean, I got a lot out of it. I'm. Uh, we need to arrange a big brand meetup. We got a coffee yep. thing we need to sort, and then we need to buy your uh, Ned Flanders T-shirt. So that's three yes. uh, big things. Exactly. Exciting. So cool that we actually come away. Instead of just chatting, we've actually come away with like potential prospecting like bits to do as well. So mm. I like that. I, like yeah. that. 
I think I'm quite lucky. Like I've said it in a load of them before, where like I come out of it with like just loads of notes. So I've got like a pad here and I write stuff down. And I'll come out of the end and I'm like, oh, that was a really good idea. Oh, I've never heard of that brand before, or like, and I just write stuff down. So yeah, for me, it's amazing. Like it's it's crazy that people listen and tune in and watch, but like I get quite a lot of it anyway. So yeah, <laughs> likewise. Like I, I didn't know what to expect coming in, and now I've just like I love this. Like I love just chit chatting and. Just talk about what I do and what you guys do, and like it's again, it's, it's back to that like success thing. Like I just like I've been on a podcast, like talking about what I do. Like I'm just an average Joe, like that just likes tattoos and stands in front of a camera and drinks and roast coffee, and I've just come on a podcast. Like I must be doing something right, <laughs> just to be like to just go on a podcast. So. I think yeah. people do genuinely like listening to other people's stories and experiences. So, yeah, so and like, like especially no, no, carry on. Sorry, I, I cut, yeah, cut like, off there. like all those questions I asked you, like, how did you start? Why did you start? Why are you doing this? How did you like all that stuff? People love to listen to just other people's yeah stories, stories of success and failure. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and if it's like even just like it's like especially like like mental health stuff, it's like if I can help tell my story to try and help people. Like, if, if one person takes away some form of help, advice, or even just inspires to do, like, just, like, modeling or even get in the kind of coffee industry and stuff, if I can just help one person, that's good enough for me. Like, and, yeah, and I'm always, like, even if anyone, like, anyone's still watching, like, if anyone just needs to chat, or if anyone's going through something horrible, like... I'm a message away. I get really bad social battery though. Like, so I can reply a couple of times and I just, I'm done. Like I've just, so then I forget and I've just, I'm really bad for it. And then a week's gone by and then they pop up again going, well, I messaged you a week ago. We're like, well, your messages, your messages get lost. And especially with this Instagram thing where as soon as you tag somebody, it goes into their DMS as well. So then I'll tag like 10 brands in a photo. And then my inbox is just those 10 brands that I've just tagged. Yeah. And then I've lost three or four messages from people and then I forget and then it's a vicious cycle of me just like forgetting to reply to people as well but I always try my best like I actively just try that if you need, if anyone needs just to talk like or if you want a video call or whatever and I just listen for two hours that is fine like people don't bottle things up and stuff like that like it's a big thing like we, we all need to talk like this stigma of like like masculinity and stuff like that as well is it just stops us from thinking that we need to talk so we, if we get that mindset of it's okay to feel things and it's okay to talk we can all be there working the relationship you like it's like brand relationships and stuff. It's, we all communicate and we all talk and then we understand each other better and then it also makes us understand the world and the other people in the world as well yeah, exactly. By chatting to people, you understand that like other people have struggles and other people are going through stuff, and it might help you a little bit. Yeah, what you're going through, yeah. But it's like when, but it's like when people like just say, "Yeah, well, people have got it worse than you." It's like, yeah, they probably do. But at this moment, I am going through something. Like, yeah, people might have it worse, but I am feeling horrible. Like, I am not in a good way. Like, they might have it worse but I'm not them at this moment in time. I'm feeling about, I'm thinking about how I'm feeling and I'm going through stuff. Like, so, yeah. Yes. 
uh, Michael Barnes is the your photographer friend, right? Yes, he is the absolute Lovely. king of the camera, as I call it. He said he's enjoyed uh, watching us, so that's cool. Oh, God. Good, yeah. He's the one who shot all those lovely doom and gloom shots the other day. Yeah, can't wait to see him. Oh, mate, he's such a good guy. Most gentle soul. Wouldn't do, wouldn't say boo to a goose. All right? He's literally that guy. That's the same thing. It's like me. He's like me. Like, watch that guy come out of the hole and we've looked after each other ever since. And that guy has done so much for so many people. Like... Mm. I'm always going to be indebted to it because I, w- I wouldn't be where I am without Michael. Like, that, that's it. Like, that's the big black and white of it. If it wasn't for Michael, I would probably wouldn't be where I am today. So, yeah. I think he's another one. You can tell, like, the photos that he makes or produces, like, it's, a, it's really good. So, like, you can tell that he's really into what he does. Sorry. Yeah. And, like, it, it's just nice that we always laugh and joke that we, we've come up together. Like, our, our, our Instagrams, we're always having a battle because our followers are like this. And we're always just like, when we go, I go up, Michael goes up, when Michael goes up, I go up. And it's just like, we're just getting there together. Like, we just said we might as well start, like, a separate account and just call it, like, Own My Barns, like, and just have it of, this is a portfolio of me and Michael. Like, like... <laughs> that's it like we're just because we're just a team like and like even if brands like want to work with me or something like that and or it's like like paid work I'm just like I don't if I get paid so does Michael or we just we work on like a package deal where mm. look this is the figure and we'll just split it like you're a small brand or whatever we'll shoot for you if you're willing to pay great we'll just split the cost and we just do it as a team like we're not in it well like I said, we're not in it for the money. Like, I just, just love what we do. So, yeah, just... Exactly. we got... So Adam says, amazing idea, video podcast. It is. Like, I think it's a good way because you've got it in a video format, but you can also, like you said, you can extract it and then you can have it... You've got audio, video across multiple platforms instead of just, say, like Spotify or YouTube, you can put it everywhere. Yeah, and then that's, that's, that's definitely happened. the bit I was missing was that like, around my face, being the brand owner, the person behind the brand, also using the video and then dumping it on the podcast platform because I was literally sat here with a microphone recording it, like no, um, no video or anything, but like that was definitely missing. So yeah, and it's it been great. Uh, I got graveyard baby doll says we all have our own back battles. I thought I said batteries for a second. Yeah, battles. <laughs> we do, like we we really do. But it's we. It's like we need to. We all have our own battles, but we need to be able to ask our fellow allies within the battle to give us a hand now and again. And we should all feel comfortable to be able to talk to people, like no matter who it is obviously it's a trust there's a thing on trust as well like some battles are very like can be very like traumatic and if you giving that trust to somebody to tell them what's going on like i don't know it's it, it, it hit a bit hard there just thinking like yeah we we need to be able to just break this stigma of keeping quiet and we need to just be able to talk, talk about our feelings and talk about, 
how are we going to learn and grow if we don't we we're having the same battle in our head but we don't know what to do with that battle and it's like if you talk to people you can have a different perspective perspective and outlook on things to go wait a minute this guy's right like and it's how you deal with like the criticism and advice to help you grow as a person that's what we need like that's why we need to talk to each other because how are you going to get over that battle when you're just living on the opinions of yourself of that battle? Like, yeah. like, like my friend who helped me through when I got my, my BPD diagnosis and stuff, like he has been there helping me every time I've got a problem. I talk to him about it and he'll help relate to what I like my BPD. And he's like, look, this is why you're feeling this way because of this. Why don't you take a step back and think about it in this way? And I do every time now when I'm like, actually, I've been worried or like hung up on something for so long. It doesn't even matter. It, like, why have I just spent four days being constantly anxious or paranoid that something's going to happen or someone's talking bad about me or stuff like that? It's just, that's just what your head's telling you. Like, so if you, you, but you also need to have that willpower to be able to take in that criticism advice and learn from it and grow from it. Like, if you aren't willing to, like, take any form of negative criticism on yourself, what's the point? Like, because you, you're not, you're not going to be able to get better or heal or feel happier if you're not even willing to acknowledge that you need to change or you need to grow or yeah. take a different outlook on things. If you're stubborn about it and you just, well, I'm stuck in my ways, or I'm not going to change and all this, then you're not going to change. If you're not open to growing and healing or whatever, what's the point? Like you need, we all need to be able to have that conversation with ourselves that it is okay to hold your hands up in a bit. Like when you're wrong or you, you, you feel like you're not like, you know what? I'm wrong. I need to change my way. I need to change my ways or outlook on things. You need that willpower to want to change. Mm, like, definitely. I feel yeah. like I'm very good at listening and offering advice to people, but I am, terrible at opening up so i am horrendous i'm probably one of the worst people about chatting because i just kind of not bury stuff i ignore it and kind of like just don't deal with it i guess but like other people i can listen i can help i can offer advice yeah. great at that terrible at uh, talking so. yeah that's my i always say the same thing that like I can, I can, I rant as in like I go up like with my emotionally unstable BPD stuff. It's like I go on a rant. Like I will talk and talk and talk and just blow up and talk. Or I can give advice and I try and help people as best I can, but I don't take my own advice. Yeah. Like I can't, unless someone's giving me the advice, I can't take my own. Like I've just, like people are like trying to help and I help. And then it's like when I go through the same thing, they're like, well, what about what you told me like a week ago? Like the advice you gave me, and I'm like, well, I can't keep to that. Like, <laughs> no, why yeah. could why should I stick to why should I give, do that advice? I'm like, I gave it. <laughs> like, so that's what I'm trying to do now is like realize advice that I give and realize if I go through that to actually take that instead of thinking that the world's coming to an end and everything's falling apart and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah, now I've started doing a, what am I doing at the moment? Um, like, I've tried opening up and talking about things more, but I get to a point where I have to say, like, can we stop this conversation? I'm kind of done with this now. 
as soon as I get to that point yeah. where I'm getting like annoyed or upset or, or whatever with it, I have to go kind of like, okay, we talked about it. That's kind of as, as far as I want to go. Now I'm I'm done with this for for now. Like, can we move on yeah. to what's because it's just it's not it. Like, so I'm getting better, but yeah, talking about your feelings and, and problems is is definitely hard. Yeah, it is. Like, and we just get out of that stigma that it it, it is okay to talk. Like, it is. It's what we need to do. Communication is literally the basis of everything. Like, raw, open, honest communication. Like, what's the, the point? Uh, like, the big old joke about, like, the big old joke about social media. Like, it's social, but no one's really that social, and they only project their best lives. They don't really chat about all the other stuff. It's not very social. Yeah. Right? No, you just you either project your best lives, or it's just a toxic, negative environment. Yeah. Like. We've had all this stuff go on, obviously. Fucking, sorry, I wasn't supposed to swear. Then um, we've had this. Six, we've had this six weeks of a woman lying on national television for six weeks, and now the, the way the stigma is going with like stuff like that, like it's going one. It's if you, I don't know if you've noticed. Like it seems to have gone two ways. It's like you've now got people complaining that women won't, can't be believed now and mm. stuff. It's like, but you're defamed and palmed off a, a man that it apparently because of, because of what a woman said. And it's not, it's not a gender war. Like it's, if you take gender out of the equation, it's not women trying to be believed or men trying to be believed. It's we're trying to stop abusers and toxic negative people. It doesn't yeah. matter with male, female, like any gender like it's not about this if you take that oh just because it's a man and a woman fighting take that out of the equation it's toxic abusers they can be like i was in a music video like and the, the, the story was initially it was me supposed to be like this abusive guy and stuff which i was like I've, I've spent most of my life being abused like in relationships um i was like tell you what you put a, a twist on it switch it like literally you show you show that men get abused as well mm. like but it's people not to see people need to stop fighting as if it's like a it's a jet like it's a gender war it's anybody can be treated like this anybody can do this doesn't matter who you are anybody can do this and that's what we need to uh, you go on facebook everybody's getting cancelled now like something a miscommunication or whatever's happened and now this person's getting cancelled because they think they, they can and it's like we can't defend ourselves like anymore like i feel you get called out you can't defend yourself like yeah you're not given the opportunity even if you kind of say sorry and like oh let me learn from this mistake everyone's like no no you'll never change and you're like well give me a chance like i might like what's yeah the point, like well, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna hold my hands up. I was a horrible person. I, when I was in my youth, I was I wasn't a very nice person. I was. I think this also stems from just like my mental problems. I didn't know back then that what I know now. And like, I was a horrible person. I was breaking down every every other day. Like, I was angry. I was a very angry person. Like, I was. I was never happy. I was always upset, or I was just. I wasn't. I wasn't cocky or big headed or anyway. I just felt like something that I'm not like, and I held my hands up. I, I realized I had to change. 
and I learned from that and I am who I am today. Like I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't actively try and change for the better. Yeah. Um, and if people, we aren't given a chance to defend ourselves excuse me, at all. Like once you're out, once you've been outed, no matter what, like you can have all the evidence in the world to say this person's fucking lying. But then as soon as you women say, well, you're lying, you're going, well, you're not believing a victim. It's like, it's not that it's, it's not about who's the victim here. It's, are you being truthful in what you're saying? No matter who you are, man, woman, any gender, like, I think a lot of us are quite lucky that like social media wasn't really a thing when we were younger. Cause it was just, it was a different world. And some of the stuff we used to say now is a joke and like, you never had many malice or horrible feelings behind it. Now is completely wrong. But you're like, I, yeah, I never you can't say know. that. I was, it was clearly a joke. But like, if I put that on Twitter or Facebook, like that would be it. Like, you're canceled. Done. Yeah. Like we can't, the, the, the happy and jokiness of life is just, it's getting less and less and less. You can't do or say anything. Like, and yeah, it sucks, but it makes us a better, it makes us all grow as better people and understanding like ignorance and stuff like that of, well, yeah, that was kind of a bit of ignorance a few years ago. Like, and now we're in this sort of thing, but it's when like the fighting starts over one little thing. It's, it's like, why? Why does it have to be this giant uproar of negativity all the time? Like, we're really on this planet for so long. Like, we need to stop fighting. Like, we really need to stop fighting. And this cancel culture stuff needs to disappear. Like, because everyone makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And it's how you learn and heal from them to make yourself a better person for, for other people. That's what it's like, saying, isn't it? You need to be able to say sorry to then change. And then if you do it again, then it's kind of like, well, you've clearly fucked up again. But like, just to be given the opportunity of like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I didn't understand. I didn't know any better. What did I do wrong? And then investigate and kind of figure it out. Like, people don't get that chance. Yeah. Because it's, it's instead, it's like, no, you're done. That's it. Like, yeah. You've been you've been accused of doing this. You're done, right? But I've done nothing. Like, like, where is this evidence that I've done or done or said this? Like, I don't know. It's tough. It's difficult. Is <laughs> it is. The world, the world is kind of horrible. But if we just get a few people to try and bring a bit of positivity to it makes us all makes the, the world a better place to be in considering everything's just past few years things have just like been so bleak mm. yeah <laughs> what a low note. super thought i know <laughs> does anyone have any questions i feel like it's probably what good time to wrap up it's almost how, how long did you say an hour and a half ago a bit ago didn't you so it must be almost two hours we're nearly at two hours two hours now mate we're at 10 so minutes two hours so it's been a lovely lovely chit chat so if anybody's got any like closing questions or anything um anything you want to know anything you want to see maybe like anyone got they want to see on either of our platforms or anything um go ahead for the next couple of minutes and then we'll just see <laughs> oh i bought the um not everything. you got the toilet paper yeah, it was, it's on sale at the moment, so...
Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to use it. Like it's just gonna sit here. Like <laughs> what you should do: get like a toilet roll holder, a small one, and then put it in a frame so it looks like you, you like hang it on a wall. Like <laughs> you've just got this like toilet roll holder with a with a <laughs> roll of toilet paper in a frame. Mm, that'd be weird. No, I'm really that'd bad for. I got loads of just like random stuff, so I ended up getting the wine that he did as well. He did a wine? Yeah, he's, this is his design all over it. <gasps> oh, and I love wine as well. <laughs> is it a red? Yeah. Oh, even better. <laughs> I got the death breath little tic tac y mint things. I don't know if you can see them. You're going to focus, though. They're like little mints. Yeah. So jealous! I've just got loads of random stuff behind me. I've just got to stop buying art as well. The amount of art prints I've got from like tattoo people and, and all sorts. Like I'm forever buying these things as well. Like Yeah. Know. Like colouring books and stuff. Yeah. Someone's from uh, Black Dog. But oh, wow. loads loads of just like art and prints and just random crap behind me. Yeah. I really need to start framing it. You should. Like, I'm the same, like, more in my wardrobes, like, I don't know if you can... So I've got, like, like art everywhere, but mm. I've got a wardrobe that's got pff, a good 40, 50, 40 to 50 prints, that's, like, that need to get put up everywhere, and I'm just like, I have no room. Like, I do, I've got loads of space, but it's then buying more picture frames and getting them all, all hung up and stuff, and I'm just, ugh, I don't got the time, because I want to put my awards up as well, like, Somewhere. But where? <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> oh, dear. Brilliant. What are you? Oh, Jack said thanks for the chat. Yeah, it's been really good. We'll, uh, it's been lovely. Like, I'm going to try and make this like a weekly thing. Maybe not a Saturday, but like, I've already got someone lined up for tomorrow. So. Oh, sweet. Anyone we all know? Yeah, it's Haywood Prince. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. So, I think he's going to wear like a bandana or something. So. Uh, but yeah. 10, 10 o'clock, I think we're doing like a little night, another live coffee chat. So, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try Same and make part. it a week. I'm doing that 12 tomorrow, but uh, I'll try, I'll, I'll catch it, I'll tune in for the morning. Yeah, it'd be amazing. I'm gonna try and make it like a weekly thing, like at least once a week to try and grab someone for a little chat, even if it's like 20, 30 minutes. Like, doesn't have to yeah. be a two hour episode like we've had. <laughs> Mate, it's, I'm shocked. I'm actually surprised that we, we just managed to just like get it going and going and going for two hours. <laughs> Yeah, same. I was like, yeah, we might do like maybe an hour. I've got a couple of questions. Like, we'll see how this goes in yeah, two hours. Amazing. Amazing. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Perfect. <laughs> Should we uh, end it and uh, wrap up? And Yeah. Thanks for coming on. It's been amazing chatting with you. We'll have to, like you said, yeah. do it again in a couple of months' time, having another little coffee when I get the uh, strawberry one. Uganda. Yeah, man, absolutely. But thanks for having me on, man. It's been amazing. Like, I'd love to do it again. So, yeah. Awesome. Thanks to everyone that tuned in as well. I think we got quite a few people drop in, drop out, and ask questions and stuff. So it's been amazing. And uh, catch everyone later. No worries. Catch you later, dude. See you later. See you later.